0: Good morning, Church. Good morning. Not nervous at all. Um, before we start, before we start, uh, if you don't mind, let's pray because I need Amen. strength, yes, wisdom. Okay, let's bow our heads. Lord, you know that I want to make you proud. Lord, you know that I want to provide value to my brothers and sisters. Amen. So I ask you, please put your words in my mouth and your ideas in my heart. Thank you. Amen. 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 It is an honor and it's a big pleasure to talk to you today. And even more so, a big, big responsibility I don't take lightly. So I hope I can do well. Now, because of those reasons, because of the responsibility, I would not stand up here because I'm not a preacher, I'm not a theologist. If you allow me, all I'm going to do is share some experiences with you and hopefully provide some value for you. I will not teach you something new. According to Solomon, there's nothing new under the sun. All I want you to do is maybe remind you of the things you probably already know. Make you think, make you question things. Most importantly, pay attention to your everyday life decisions. Because my understanding is that the devil wants us to just drift through life and never ask questions and don't pay attention. So let's pay attention. If I can choose only one Bible verse that would describe my goal today, and even more so, describe my life's mission, my career, it would, this one would get pretty close if I get it to work here. 3 John 1-2, we just heard this, thank you. Yes. Which is, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health, and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Now, let me ask you a question. Is just praying for health enough to be healthy? Okay, so I just skipped the rest of the sermon. Um, let's let the Bible answer. Exodus fifteen twenty-six. he said, If you listen carefully to the Lord, your God, and do what is right in His eyes, if you pay attention... To his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. If you pay attention. The doctor of doctors just gave you an answer. You have to do certain things. You have to pay attention. If you look at statistics, and this is not from me, you can look it up in many, many, many different places. Cleveland Clinic, Mayo Clinic, World Health Organization, CDC, Harvard University, you will see that the 10 most common causes of death in the U.S., only one of them is not connected to our everyday life choices. The other nine, with the first one being heart disease, are directly correlated with the decisions we make every single day, with the things we choose to do, and the things we choose not to do. It turns out that two-thirds of all our struggles, our ailments, sickness, disease, mental struggles like anxiety and depression, two-thirds of them are our own fault from our own decisions. Amen. Amen. That is why I think it is so important today to talk about the four pillars of health. Now why would I talk to you about that? Most of you don't even know who I am, so I feel the responsibility to introduce myself and give you a little bit of a backstory so you know where this is coming from. So you know that this is not just pointing fingers because there's still three fingers pointing back. This is important for me as well. This is not to make you feel bad, but hopefully provide ideas, provide thoughts, provide motivation and hope. So my name is Bo Skitsko or Bowden Skitsko, Everyone calls me Bo. This is my family. You probably know and see me that I sit back there with my three super cute boys that are allergic to s- sitting still, and my extremely beautiful wife. I am blessed. But most of you don't know that this was me as a teenager. See the guy in the, in the center there? That was me. Yes, it's a Christmas concert. Not in church, as you can tell. I had two big passions in life. One of them was music. I was playing six to eight hours every day, trying to improve my skills, trying to break it through in the industry of music and trying to be the best I can be to make a career. And it actually worked pretty well. I was getting better and better and growing and growing, but the more I moved forward in my music career, the more hurdles came along. Some of them were physical, Some of them were ethical, and some of them were spiritual. And I would play different concerts, different cities, different countries. I was very blessed. But those hurdles kept stopping me in my ways of becoming the next level musician. And something felt disconnected and wrong. As a Christian, I found enough excuses for myself to play music, but it still wouldn't work out. What happened was, I got these contracts to travel with established artists as a musician, but then I would see the fourth commandment and I would say, can I just maybe stay at home with my family on the weekends? And they would take a different musician and I'm out. Sometimes, a lot of those concerts would be sponsored by, let's say, a beer company. They would put their logo on the flyers, on the on the uh, main stage, on the tickets, and I would say, sorry, I can't play. I don't want to promote this stuff. Mm -hmm. And every time there was hurdles in my way, while I was, and I'm going to be very honest with you, very innocently in love with music, which means that I truly just love the music. I couldn't care less about parties, drugs, alcohol, girls. None of that interests me. I love the 12 notes that create melody, Emotion and can tell a story. But the Lord still didn't want me to do that. And I felt it. And I was stopped all the time. So one day I had this huge opportunity. This was life-changing opportunity to become the next level musician, sign a big contract, traveling contract. And yet, once again, I couldn't compromise. I couldn't step over this hurdle. I felt just this would be wrong. So I past this opportunity, and I realized that God does not want me to do this. I realized it. I came home devastated. I started crying. I fell on my knees and started praying. Lord, I I keep fighting this, fighting this, but this is not a fight I will win. I give up. I surrender. I give you control over my life. If you want to take this away from me, I allow you, but I have the audacity to give you a um, What's the word I'm looking for? <coughs> um, I'm stuck now. Ultimatum. ultimatum, yes, thank you. So I'm giving you ultimatum. I have the audacity, yes. If you take this away from me, there will be a hole in my heart. This will hurt. So you have to replace it with something else and then you're allowed to have control. Yes. Now I told you in the beginning, I had two passions in my life. One was music, the other one, oddly... In the last few years of my music career, I started getting more and more interested in health and fitness. I learned that exercise can be medicine. Exercise can help you with self-belief, with discipline, with anxiety and depression. I learned that proper nutrition and supplementation can help you not only prevent disease, but also cure and heal disease. I was so interested in that that I already started thinking and fantasizing about maybe I should go study this stuff. Maybe I want to study biomechanics, kinesiology, exercise science. But I didn't have enough money. It's expensive. The classes are expensive. And weirdly, the books for the classes are even more expensive. Mm -hmm. Back to the prayer. I'm on my knees. I'm crying and giving my life to God and saying, you be in control. This is not working out for me the way I want it to be. I say amen, I stand up, I wipe my tears off my face, and somebody knocks on the door. Mm. I get up, I make sure I look halfway presentable, and my grandpa walks into the door. He doesn't know this story, never talked about this, but he walks into the door and says, hey, I know you want to study this, how about this? How about you come up with half of the money, and I'll do the rest. Mm. That was the most direct answer to a prayer I've ever had in my life. Mm. And that is why, well, that is why I'm going to talk to you about health and fitness today. Really quick? This is not meant to be any medical advice, just food for thought and ideas, okay? Do you want to see what God does in your life when you surrender to Him and give Him control? Please say yes, otherwise it's not going to work out. Okay, cool. This is my gym. I own a fitness studio. These are my clients. About almost a decade, over a decade ago, I trained dozens of clients, then hundreds of clients. Now, I've changed the lives over, and I'm very blessed to say that, over thousands of lives that being strengthened, we learn about strength, we learn about discipline, we learn about self-control, we learn about willpower. What I learned really quick while teaching clients and making, helping them live a better and stronger life physically and mentally, is the mental part. I realized that only changing the body is a very small portion. We need to change the mind priorities. That's why I wrote a book called Stay Sore. Why stay sore? Because nothing good in life comes easy. Everything that is worth something requires effort. Again, I was blessed enough to later for the book to become a best-selling book on Amazon. I have a podcast. We teach people all the time how to live a healthier, happier life. We teach mindset. We teach everything you need to do to become a better you. I talk to nutritionists. I talk to doctors. I talk to physical therapists in their clinics. I talk to surgeons. I talk to gynecologists. I talk to psychiatrists. One episode we did was the addiction of sugar. Everything in my life revolves around how can I help people live a healthier and stronger life physically, mentally, sometimes like today, even spiritually. I have a supplement line. I noticed that almost everything on the shelves and stores are artificial, synthetic copies of real vitamins and minerals, and that makes me mad. I created the supplement line that is mostly as much as possible, because there are still processes in the factory, as much as possible to pull the supplement out of a real food, of a real plant, real herb, real root, real things that our bodies want. God created us out of nature. We need nature. If you read Genesis, you're pretty close connected to nature. Pretty much made out of it. I have a clothing line. This is clothing for people who work out. This is just a snippet from the female line. But every time people buy something, they automatically start receiving newsletters and emails about health. They have to learn how to be healthier. I get invited to colleges to speak to future doctors, future physical therapists, future surgeons, and so on. I love teaching those students. And that is why I feel so passionate about this topic. And we're going to talk today about the four pillars of health. When you give your life to God, He turns you from playing in clubs for drunk people to help people live a better life. That is what I have experienced, and this is what I live for. Four Pillars of Health. Let's get started. That was a long introduction. Okay. 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. Most people read only 19. I ask you, please read 20 as well. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You're not your own. You were bought at the price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Genesis one twenty seven. So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Little side note, God created two genders, but that's not our topic today. First of all, this is a big compliment to us. God created you and me in His own image. I take that as a compliment. But second... It's an even bigger responsibility. We have to represent the creator of everything, the most powerful, the mighty, the Alpha and Omega. That is a big responsibility, and I hope you take this seriously. So, the four pillars of health. Number one, the absolute most important part of your health journey is sleep. If you do not agree that this is the most important and I ask you, don't sleep for two days, and then come back, we can have a conversation. The biggest experiment ever conducted on how sleep affects your health was conducted on almost two billion people in 70 different countries, all at the same time. And you know what it is. Can you guess what it is? You know when they change the time, time savings? Yes. So, when you look up statistics, you will find really quick that when we sleep only one hour less in this country, there's 24% more heart attacks the following week recorded. When we sleep an hour more, there's 21% less heart attacks reported. This is how important sleep is. Don't take it lightly. I'm going to try to run through this stuff really quick. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Here's some sleeping tips for you. Number one, sleep schedule. Very common sense. Everyone knows it. Nobody wants to do it. Our bodies want to have rhythms. Our bodies want to follow circadian rhythms. Our bodies love discipline and schedule. The best way to do that, if you don't have a schedule, is get an alarm clock, set it as early as possible in the day according to whatever is realistic for you and wake up the same time every day. I don't care if it's weekend. I don't care if it's work day. Every time. And yes, if you don't sleep in, you might be a little tired. That's good. Because it's going to make you tired in the evening. You're going to go to bed earlier. It's going to create the right kind of schedule, the right kind of cycle. So the alarm clock should be your best friend until you wake up without it. Number two, artificial light. Now, the one truth that I can tell you that will change your life and make you healthier is this. We just talked about it. We are connected to nature. According to Genesis, we are made out of nature. Our bodies love to connect with nature's rhythm. When the sun is up and it's bright, it's daytime. When it's dark, it's what? Makes sense, right? Our bodies know when there's light, We need to create energy, we need to go ahead and win the day. Melatonin, the most important sleeping hormone, only gets released into your bloodstream when it's dark long enough. When your eyes don't perceive light for long enough, you create melatonin and go to sleep. But nowadays we have artificial lights and our bodies are confused. When is it day, when is it night? It has been night for for three hours outside and yet still we see light. So my invitation to you is two hours before bed, you start dimming the non-essential lights in your house, make it a little darker, make it a little more comfortable, again, to the extent that is realistic in your situation. One hour before bed, this is the challenging part, you try to turn off all your blue lights. Those are the flickering blue lights from your screens, your phone, your tablet, your TV, your computer. And I know this is challenging, I see a lot of Fringing because we live in the twenty first century. We're connected to our phones. I feel like the phones leave roots in our hands. But I understand sometimes we still have to check the weather for tomorrow. We have to maybe FaceTime a beloved person check an email and do your best. Me and my wife have a little trick. We have blue light filter glasses that don't they let light go through, but not blue light, because blue light wires your brain and nervous system, it stimulates it, and even if you are able to fall asleep, blue light fragments your sleep, and then you never stay long enough in the REM sleep cycle, which is recovery, restoration. REM stands for rapid eye movement sleep. So with those glasses, they're really affordable, you can help at least a little, but if you can't, turn it off completely. Next, number three, cool down. Remember I told you we are connected to nature? During the day it's usually warm, and during the night it's what? You are smart. So, we need to take ownership over that. We need to recognize that when it's warm it's day, at night we need to cool down. Research found that the perfect scenario, the perfect recovery for your brain, the perfect recovery for your body is 68 degrees or lower, your room has to be cool, cool coolish. Not warm, and then you have the deepest, best quality of sleep. For my Ukrainian friends, that's 18 and a half degrees Celsius. Okay? Open your window, get some fresh air, cool down. Next, bedtime is for sleep. Our habits define us. We pretty much are our habits. According to Pavlov's classical conditioning, which was an experiment, we learned. That we can create our own habits. We can teach our bodies to have certain reactions to certain triggers. Here's what I'm going to ask you. When you go, when you go to sleep, but you can't fall asleep, you toss and turn for 10, 15, 20 minutes. I ask you, get out, of, get out of the bed and leave the room. You need to teach your body that it is not okay to not sleep in bed. Go to a different room, read something, clean something, do whatever you want, and only return when you feel sleepy, when you feel ready to go to bed and fall asleep. When your head hits the pillow, your body needs to know it's time for sleep, nothing else. Create habits, create healthy habits. Next one, and for now this is going to be the last one. Sunlight. Remember what I said? Our bodies want natural rhythms. They're connected to nature by God. During the day, there's sunlight. During the night, there's none. I invite you to set your circadian rhythm properly and correctly by having sun exposure in the a.m., as close to when you wake up as possible. When your body receives sunlight on your skin and on your eyes, no sunglasses, for at least a few minutes, please, it will recognize, oh, the day started. I feel the vitamin D hitting. I see the sun rays all over the nature It's day, I need to start my metabolism, my energy, my creative juices in my mind. But the cool thing is that later, 12 to 14 hours later, your body thinks, huh, 12 to 14 hours ago, I woke up with the sun, it's probably getting close to evening, It probably should start slowing down, relaxing, getting ready for recovery. When you start your day in the a.m. with the sun, you will fall asleep at the right time. It's just how nature works. (laughs) There's some tips from the Bible, too, that we can learn to sleep better. Ecclesiastes 5.12, the Bible says, The sleep of a laboring man is sweet. And I know some of us don't want to hear that, but it's true. We should work six days hard labor. The harder you work, the better you sleep. That's what I learned. I work eight eight days a week, 25 hours a day. I have a few businesses, if you, if you can uh, tell. So, hard work makes you sleep better. Psalms 132, verse 4 and 5. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find the place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the Mighty One of Jacob. Don't go to bed with your phone. Don't go to bed with the stressors of your work day. Don't go... To sleep and don't finish your day with an angry email. Finish your day with the Lord. Amen. Proverbs 3:24. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. You will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. We just heard that. If you want to have sweet sleep, there's two things you have to do. Don't be lazy, work hard, and then finish your hard day with the Lord. Amen. And then your dreams will be sweet. Mm. Pillar of health number two, nutrition. Extremely important. I need you to pay attention to this. Why is this so important? Every single cell in our bodies, absolutely every, is made out of the food that we eat. Our bodies are constantly getting rid of old cells, creating new cells, Recovering Every seven years, you are a completely new person. All the cells in your body have restored, produced, and multiplied. Where are they coming from? From the food that we eat. Excuse my language, but if we eat garbage, we become... Don't answer this. But you see the idea, right? Even more so. All the neurotransmitters in your brain, all the chemicals that create thoughts, ideas... Art, emotion, love, loyalty, the willpower to resist temptation. All of those chemicals and neurotransmitters are created out of the food that we consume. That's the only source. So let me ask you, how important is it for a Christian to have the right kind of nutrition? Right? It's not just about about pressure, being overweight, it's much much deeper and much more and much more important remember the first chapter of daniel the story of the daniel and his friends i'll just read one verse 15 at the end of the 10 days daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young man who had been eating the food assigned by the king this 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 tells this story tells us that the king and his Advisors, the people that ruled the government, the smartest doctors, the smartest scientists, the smartest everything, they had a plan to make these men the elite of the elite. Turns out, through nutrition, they wanted to make them smart. It turns out, all those king's people, the government, knew less than those four simple guys about nutrition. I will try to condense this. Only one tip for nutrition. I could talk for hours and hours and hours about this, but only one tip. And I feel in the 21st century, at least right now, this is the most important tip you can ever hear. Read the food label. Read the food label. Read the food label. Read the food label. I want you to go home and have this play in your head. Read the food label. Why? Nutrition companies are just that. Nutrition companies. What is the purpose of a company? To make money to the shareholders and the owners. How do you make money? By selling things. Now how do you sell? By marketing. When you go to the store and you pick up an food item and you read you're being sold. This right here this is called marketing. Gluten free, no sugar, no sugar added, GMO free, low fat. Made with natural ingredients, organic, free-range. All of these are buzzwords that make people buy products. Some of them have some value, some of them have a little value, and some of them have absolutely no value at all. I invite you to pick up a food item and read behind the marketing, Read the food label. I hope I will not get in trouble by sharing some examples right now. This is a green smoothie. Check this out, green machine. Right here in the bottom, right here in the bottom, no sugar added. You can see a bunch of healthy, fresh vegetables and even fruits there in the corner. This must be good for you, right? I mean, it's health in a bottle. Let's turn around the marketing and see what's going on. See this right here? 53 grams of sugar. This is 26 sugar cubes in this little bottle. My kids can drink more. This is called marketing, but no sugar added. Yes, natural sugar. Natural is good for you, right? And I hope you see the quotation. Gatorade. If you watch TV, this is what the athletes drink. This is what's going to give you six-pack abs. You're going to run faster, jump higher, and look fantastic. Let's turn around the marketing and see what's behind there. 36 or 34 grams of sugar. This is added sugar. According to the American Health Associ- Heart Association, the daily allowance of sugar for a female is about 26 to 28 grams. For a, fee- uh, for a male, 34 to 46 grams. So if you drink this and you're not a big fan of diabetes, you're done for today. This is it. This is your bottle and nothing else for the day. You're done eating. I wasn't sure if I should talk about this, but if you read all these ingredients, do you ever pay attention about other ingredients? Yes. Okay. Yes, thank you. You need to pay attention. But here's a little trick. If you don't know, there's so many words that I bet most of you don't know what they are. Let's just go with, like, last one. This is really easy to remember, yellow six. If you don't know what's going on, I bet most of you have a phone. And I haven't actually tried this. Let's try this together. Okay, Google. What are the side effects of the Food Additive Yellow 6? FDNC Yellow 6 Sunset Yellow. This artificial color has been banned in Norway because it's known to cause nasal congestion, hives, allergies, kidney tumors, DNA damage, hyperactivity, abdominal pain, headaches, migraines, vomiting, nausea, hormonal changes, and more. Okay, thank you. So. This is advertised as something athletic. If your kids play sports, maybe you were tempted to give this to them. I would suggest, please do not. All right, the staple of the American breakfast. A lot of parents probably force their kids to drink a glass of orange juice. Look at that. It's rich in vitamin C, and there's no added sugar. Awesome. And I don't know if you can tell But this is a small bottle. This is one serving for one person. Let's check out behind the marketing. 33 grams of sugar. I call this diabetes in a bottle. Pay attention. You are being sold. You have the responsibility to pay attention. Now, what was the first temptation Christ received when He was in the desert? Appetite, food, the devil knows our weakness, he knows we love from here. Have you ever noticed that almost all major religions in the world have something to say about appetite, about controlling your appetite, about fasting, about learning through fasting to control your urges to eat? Why is that? You cannot say no to a cookie. How are you going to say no to a real temptation? If you can say, if you cannot resist the urge to have a sugary beverage, what are you going to do when the devil comes with a very smartly, customizably crafted sin for you, for your buttons? Now, this next text is harsh. And I'm glad I don't have to say it. it's the, what the Bible says, and there's context to that, but it still applies. Proverbs twenty-three, two, and put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to. Effort. This is how serious it gets. Nutrition, please pay attention. Third pillar of health: exercise, movement. In many textbooks. Life is defined as movement. Living organisms move. Even plants figure out how to move. One-cell organisms figure out how to move from point A to point B. It's only humans that are trying to figure out how they possibly could move less and less and less and less. While anxiety, depression goes up, diseases, diabetes, cancer, everything goes up. Higher and higher and higher. So many mental struggles. God created us with over 600 muscles, with over 360 joints, not to sit on a couch, not to sit on the desk and not get up for eight hours. Yes, we have jobs, I get it. Every hour you get up and move around. Sir Isaac Newton, the guy who discovered the laws of physics, the ones that God created, the first law of physics says, the body in motion stays in motion, therefore A body not in motion stays not in motion. So I don't care if you're 16, 36, 56, or 86. You need to stay in motion because the alternative is very sad. I wouldn't put up here pictures because I would ask for consent. I don't want to make people uncomfortable. I have clients that are 70, 75, 80 years old, lifting weights, doing cardio, doing stretches, Trying their best. I don't care. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to try. Cardio is important. Strength training, double important. If you want to be independent and strong in your old age, you need to be strong. If you have knee pain, there's two options. You can do nothing about it, and I promise it's going to get worse. Or you can try to strengthen them, strengthen the areas around them. And if it's so bad that you need knee replacement... Being strong will help you to get out of the surgery stronger, faster, better. If you want to protect your spine, you have back pain, you need to strengthen. Everything comes to strengthen. You have to be strong. If you want to have a very powerful, and strong stroke volume in your heart so that it can pump blood into your extremities far away, not just go fast cardio, but strong and powerful, you need to be strong too. You need to do both. That being said, you don't have to be perfect. Please do start wherever you are in your health and fitness journey. Whatever it might mean for you. Maybe you need to park further away from the grocery store and just walk the parking lot. Maybe you just need to skip the elevator and take the stairs. Just maybe when you listen to the radio or the TV, go on the floor, attempt some crunches or hold the plank, see how long you can hold it. Some of you, it's going to be five seconds. Some of you, it's going to be five minutes. Maybe when you brush your teeth, play around, stand on one leg. Improve your balance. You don't want to be losing your balance and falling when you're older. Improve your balance. Maybe, just maybe, when you wash your dishes, you're done with the plates, you do ten squats. Then you wash the silverware. When you're done, you put your hands on the counter, do ten push-ups. I'm not asking too much, am I? Now, if you can't do 10 push-ups, what do you do? Just do five. If you can't do five, try one. But please, I beg you, promise me, if you do one, the following week, try to do two. Please, I beg you, promise me, the following week, you're going to try three. And then I will promise you that then the following week, you're going to do five or six. That's how it works. As Christians, we don't only have to be strong for ourselves, we have to build enough strength to be strong for ourselves and be strong enough to help our neighbor. Let's build some strength. And the fourth and last pillar of health is stress. In other words, stress management. And trust me, I know a lot about it. This haircut, the grays on the leftover hairs are not by choice. I run Businesses, I have a family, I am an immigrant. Ten years ago I didn't speak English. A little more, twelve years ago I didn't speak English. I know a thing or two about stress. That doesn't give us an excuse. There's things we can do. I know we are bombarded all day, every day with flickering information, anxiety-driven, fear-mongering news. Breaking news everywhere. War, COVID, pandemic. Social security, running out of money, dollar dropping, real estate crisis, stock market, bear market, train wreck, chemicals, everything, constantly, all the time, there's so much fear in the air causing so much stress, and stress will manifest itself physically, I promise you that, that's how it works. Just look at my haircut. But, I just gave you a few solutions. If you follow pillar number one, you have a healthy sleeping hygiene, if you follow pillar number two, you nourish your temple with proper nutrients, you follow pillar number three, you move and strengthen yourself to be strong and resilient to all those problems, then you're already halfway there. You're already doing better and managing your stress better than probably 90% of the human population right now. And that last little piece, The things that you cannot control, the things that don't let you sleep at night. Maybe it's sickness of a friend or family member. Maybe it's losing your job. Maybe some horrible tragedy. That last little piece, you know how you approach that? The doctor of doctors will guide you. And here's the thing. We just learned what to do. Don't be lazy. Have a hard day of work. And then what? You finish that stressful that anxiety-driven, that fear-mongering day with the Lord. Because if you finish your day with the Lord, you're actually going to have the chance to read this. Do not be afraid. 365 times you will see this phrase in the Bible. One time for each stressful day you will encounter in your life. Brothers and sisters, friends, I love you and I pray that I may that I may find you in health amen, amen.